Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet365. England are playing that Croatia team again. Scotland are away in Israel. And Ryan Giggs is excited by his squad. Away we go! Not easy saying Ryan Giggs is. Yeah, you wrote that mm. yourself though, <laughs> so you should have seen it coming. Yeah, <clears throat> learn for next time. I think I think nobody noticed. No, no. It's, we've only done a couple of these shows, so it's uh, yeah, you'll get it over time. <laughs> Jim's back. Hi, good to have you back, brother. Good to be back to a degree. Yes, Pete's still in Zimbabwe. Yes, he is. And if you follow our socials at Football Ramble on Twitter and at the Football Ramble Instagram, you can see some pictures of Pete in Zimbabwe. And I also really appreciate the way that Jim came announced his. Returns the show with a textbook Jim Campbell flippant comment. <laughs> I think it's what the listeners would have wanted. Yeah. Yeah. I had a long run up at it, you so did, I yeah. wanted to make sure I got it right. Think about it on the plane home. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone's missing Pete, do you want to tell uh, the listeners what you told us earlier? Oh, um, what about his oven? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um, so I was talking to Pete a week or two ago. Might have even been on the Luke and Pete show. I can't remember. And um, I said to Pete, when I got my kitchen done, I didn't want to change the oven because ovens can be quite tricky and every oven's different yeah. and you don't want to get used to it and we quite liked our oven so we kept it and he sort of professed to have no idea what I was talking about mm. and I said well what do you mean he said oh well, to be honest I don't really use my oven <laughs> I said why and he went oh because I basically use it as a cupboard <laughs> And I said, what? And he said, I use it as a cupboard. I said, well, what's in there now? And he was like, oh, just some, I think he said some trays and some other bits and pieces. And some chocolate. And then he had, pieces. he had a go at me for not appreciating just how small his flat was and how little storage he had. So the joke's yeah, on me there. That is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, we've, yeah. you know, listeners who've been listening a while will remember that we've been locked in Pete's flat mm. before. And it, I mean, it is pokey. Mm. Yeah, Maybe that's small. where all the food was. Does he use his small. bath as a library? Yeah, might do, yeah. <laughs> It's, the man is the man is an enigma. I think people think that we play up to it, but we we don't. Easily, I think you know? if anything, we play it down. I know that. I think that as well. Yeah, yeah, I think that as well. There we go. There we are. We're not going to play Croatia versus England down. We're not. And Pete is back on Monday to talk about. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah, if, if, if he watches it. Yeah. yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't bear the thought of missing a show when he gets a chance to talk about England in action. Um, on the on, and this is obviously a UEFA Nations League game. Absolutely. And I'm going to say it because it's going to be the elephant in the room. Otherwise. Are England going to get relegated straight away? <laughs> because I think we might become the first team yeah. to be in the Darren Huckabee zone. Well, I don't know. Croatia's um, spanking off Spain might help us out with goal difference. Oh, I, right? I, I've very much... That was warmly received. Yeah, oh, damn. Right, yeah. Mm, but only one Spain. team can get relegated, of course. I mean, yeah. are, are England's sort of quintessential mid-table side? It's ridiculous, isn't it? When, you know, you start going through the years supporting England, you realise, ah... Oh, I've now seen England get beaten again on a penalty shootout. Now I've seen England get mugged off by a much smaller nation in, mm. in, a, in a competition. And, that's da, 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 da. and I always used to think to myself, yeah, but you know, we'll never get relegated because that's not <laughs> that's not possible. <laughs> and possible. now it is. Are you, are you in Jurgen Klopp's camp? 
Because this should, oh yeah, he's not happy with the, the UEFA Nations, Nations League. League. Should really be changed its name to Jurgen Klopp's UEFA Nations League. Because Jim, I don't know if you saw it because you've been away. But Jurgen Klopp said when he was asked about his players being tired in the in, mm. the, in the um, in the City game, he said the UEFA Nations League is the most pointless competition in the history of football. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Does wow. he, he's obviously unaware of the Anglo-Italian Cup. Yeah, yeah he, no, that was great. Okay. <laughs> that was great, and that wasn't that wasn't international, to be fair. Okay, yeah, otherwise it would just be England, Italy every time, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be. Yeah, yeah I think Jurgen. Yeah, I don't think we'd fare too well in that. No, so I reckon. I reckon what a spokesperson for UEFA might have said. They didn't say this, but could you, you can imagine them saying in response, "Well, you you shouldn't play such a high tempo f- football yeah. style." Then <laughs> yeah. you, know yeah. I mean? you get tired. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know it's coming. Yeah. If you want to play heavy metal football, Jurgen, yeah. don't complain yeah. when it comes back to bite you. Tone it down. Play some. Folk. Folk. Yeah, so Black Wave or some Doom or something. I think acoustic. I think acoustic. Yeah. Oh, really, really toned yeah. it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unplugged football. Yes, football unplugged, unplugged with Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. With Jurgen Klopp. That, that'd be brilliant because it would be like when a, when a band goes on tour. So, But sometimes it's like, oh no, they're on tour, but it's an unplugged tour. Yeah. They're mm. doing it acoustically. Mm-hmm. Imagine if they said, we're, we're playing Chelsea away, yeah. we're doing it acoustic. <laughs> Yeah. So we're only playing. You're uh, not going to press. Yeah. You're going to no, play a deep line. Yeah. <laughs> no boots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No boots. That's it. Acoustic. Yeah. yeah. I never have to wear a cardigan. Clop unplugged. <laughs> it's all that. And Get growing your beards. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it would give a it would give a totally different dimension to Jurgen Klopp's tactics, and maybe we would appreciate it more. Well, it's funny yeah. because um, if we're going to sort of extend this painful metaphor to its to its natural conclusion mm-hmm. effectively England are playing against Croatia in Croatia acoustically because there's going to be no fans there there's yeah. going to be no fans I'm, like, that was very good thanks mm. mate I'm really interested in the, in the term behind closed doors because I think there's probably a loophole for Croatia here which is that there being no fans has got nothing to do with the doors so I mean even yeah. if there's loads of fans there it's behind closed doors it's right? always yeah. behind yeah, closed yeah, doors yeah. Really. the stadium never but flings weird... its doors open and the first 50,000 no. people get yeah, in yeah exactly yeah. Absolutely. Should it be like that? I would, Probably I would not argue for health that. and safety. Yeah, uh, uh, and and and, um, and to make a sort of semi-serious point about this, um, it's this is wrong because it punishes England as well. Yes. Well, I always you're absolutely right. So England aren't allowed to take any fans. No, is that right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. That to me is nonsense. England should be able to take fans. They can't. I know, but you're right. It does sort of punish England as well. This is because. And it's just really, to, sorry, Marcus, and, and, yeah. and just to expand on that very very quickly. And I think, I think I'm right. So I heard it on the radio yesterday and I, and I read it earlier that England aren't allowed to take any fans at all. If you're Jaden Sancho making your debut, know, yeah. how disappointing is that for you? I mean, obviously yeah. he's very very happy to, 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 to play a part if he does indeed play a part. But it's, there's not going to be anyone there. If also, he scores, no one won't be able to celebrate with the fans. Also the fans as well. You know, like Croatia away is... is it might be quite a good trip. I've been to Zagreb. It's quite a nice yeah. city. You know, you, you want to be on the road. That's a big game for, for England fans who travel to the likes of Andorra and Macedonia and, and, yeah. and other far-flung places. And you, and you think, oh, come on. Or play at a neutral ground. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, this is this is one of the worst um, solutions to that problem, isn't it? Yeah, the neutral ground thing, I think. Would be or or England play it to get another home fixture. Yeah. It shouldn't be behind closed doors. I suppose, Although that's an unfair advantage. Yeah, you're venturing the into team, territory of giving England an advantage then, which has yeah. nothing to do with them. That's the problem. I think England fans should still be like, look, according to the BBC, there will obviously be a few hundred people inside the ground, um, the media, FA officials, UEFA mm. staff, and that kind of so stuff. So I've always wondered who those people are, because there's always some people there. It'll just be it'll just be people, I'd, official observers of the game, yeah. referees um, observe, all that kind of stuff. Stewards still, still do a full shift. I would get... Well, you um, want to get paid, wouldn't you? I would get I would get fans quickly to get press accreditation, put them in, yeah. so you've got all the journos singing the, England. <laughs> it's notoriously easy. It's yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, but, but apparently, according to the BBC, though, this might be a bit of, of interest, uh, quite a lot of England supporters are still going to travel 
Mm. They're just going to watch it in a bar near the ground. They, they often do that. Yeah. That's crazy. Though. Well, there was a, there was a game uh, years ago. Um, I think it might have been in Macedonia. It was. Um, I think it was that region of Europe, and England were told that the fans couldn't travel for whatever reason. And it was in the days of you know. I think I think Beckham was playing in that game and they, and, and perhaps scored. And uh, maybe Albania, but I think that 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 neck of the neck of the European woods and. England said you can't have any fans, but about two hundred fans managed to get in the ground. Oh, I think I might vaguely remember. And the that. Fa- and the players went over and sort of, you know, clapped them after at the end because you can look at that in a number of ways. The fans have sort of broken the rules or the or the guidelines or whatever, mm. and obviously that's not advisable. But and then on a kind of slightly impassioned kind of thing, you think. Bloody hell, well done, lads. You, yeah. you were so desperate to support the side. Yeah. And I don't remember there being any crowd trouble, so I, I should hasten to add well, that. no one to fight. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. There, there was the home fans. Though. Oh, they were allowed there. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. And, and so, uh, so I suppose that can, that can cause problems. Hence, you know, you've yeah. got to be careful what you say. But when the England players went over to sort of uh, clap them, they were criticised by saying, but you applauded fans sort of breaking the rules. And yeah, I sort of thought, well... Yes, I get that, and I'm not sort of disputing that. But at the same time, if you've got a group of people who have busted a gut and paid good money to see you yeah, play, yeah. like you're sort of a bit like, thanks, guys. Don't, for be, making, don't yeah. be such a square. I was about to say, I was literally <laughs> you about to say, deal with it, squares. Squares. <laughs> yeah. But there's going to be none of that, of course. No, and, um, and um, Marcus, did you say that um, Southgate has got the, had the players watching he a, has, yes. a, a game that was played behind closed doors to um, to, to, to prepare them. Mm. Was it the Barcelona game? It was, yeah, against Las Palmas after the old Catalan uh, yeah, referendum probably, business. Yeah. Will, actually, will England players even be able to recognise that as the same sport, though? No, it's probably Barcelona. not. Yeah. I, well, I watched that game, <laughs> and I, I either watched it or I watched Strange. extended clips of it. There was a Champions League game, I think, in Shakhtar Leon, I think it was. Right. But this Barcelona game, was pre- if it's the one I'm thinking of, was it last year? Yeah, yeah, it was when the oh, they sure, had that, that vote that the Spanish so government didn't. It was notice. particularly noticeable because um, you could hear the players talking. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? And and Luis Suarez came across as the biggest like Sunday league shit. Yes, you've ever <laughs> I seen. do remember he that. Never, and and I think someone had translated what he was saying in Spanish and mm-hmm. subtitled it. I think it might even still be on YouTube. Yeah. And he's literally like, having a massive pop at Messi for not passing him the ball. But he's chipping off at defenders. And yeah, all that. yeah, opposite defenders, all that kind but of stuff. It, yeah. I always find it really funny that. Uh, that, that when you get a comparison like that between, you know, the, the elite level of football and then the football that, that the likes of you and I have played mm. uh, and many of our listeners, I'm sure, have played and you just think, yeah, it's, it is that, yeah. just on a far better level. Do you know players, what I mean? I love that when you're reminded. The, they are the worst though, aren't they? They are the absolute yeah, worst. Yeah, yeah. Like you just you just want to get stuck into those Of course. Yeah. But it's like, it's, it's like I was watching a bit of that Man City, you know, behind the scenes documentary and like Fabian Delft before the game is always going, right, effing, come on lads. Yeah. Come on, all this kind of stuff and you just think, oh yeah, like, wh- why would it be different mm. yeah. to the kind of stuff you say with you? you there, there, was, there was one, I can't remember the exact detail, but I'll just give you an example to illustrate what I mean. There was a bit with the Suarez thing where he said something that people say in Sunday League all the time, and I think it might have been something like, don't call for the ball if you don't want it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But he was saying it to Messi. Yeah, that's class. <laughs> it's just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that. Absolutely yeah. love that. But what do you think of the actual game, though? Like, well, yeah. gonna go? well, speaking of uh, Fabian Delph, he's injured, so is Jesse Lingard and Deli Alley. And I think to myself, whoa, hang on. How does Southgate line up? Because he plays Lingard and Deli Alley in that sort of two slightly advanced mm. positions with Henderson as the pivot in a, in a three-five-two. I was looking at the squad and thinking to myself, in in terms of the midfield, because those three players are out, and obviously Oxlade Chamberlain's still out long-term injury and so on. If you look at some of the names in there, Harry Winks hasn't had many um, minutes at international level. James Madison, Mason Mount, 
Luke Moore, you're in yeah. his fan club. Uh, Nathaniel Chalabar, some people saying he did pretty well to get back in there, injury problems and whatnot. And Ross Barkley. Mm. Now there's Dyer and Henderson as well. Um, that is quite an untested midfield. And I did wonder, Will Southgate, could he be tempted to play a 4-3-3 here rather than that 3-5-2? Lot of lot of ex-pros. Um, and the most recent one I've heard was Ryan, uh, Ryan Mason. Yeah. Um, I worked with him a while back and he, he was calling out for a back four it, do you know what it might have even been in the middle of the World Cup he was calling out for England to play a, back, a, four, a four to back and I think someone else on the BBC yesterday was as well <clears throat> saying that they should play a four through three they said you need extra numbers in the midfield mm-hmm. but a back four suits our players better but Southgate appears to be quite dedicated to his system and and on the um, the Chalabar thing is a little bit odd because he's played what four minutes of Premier League football this mm. season. He's been very badly injured. I understand Southgate's loyalty to these young players who've come through that he wants to keep yeah. in the squad. And I, I just wanted to say something about Sancho and Mount particularly because you brought up Mount there. Yeah. To me, it's perfectly sensible to have them in the squad. The squad is double the size of the 11 you can play. Mm-hmm. So you've got some spare spots in there for, yeah. for this type of thing because you're not going away for a long time. You don't want in a year's time or in Euro 2020 or when you've got a vital qualifier to have to rely on someone and bring someone in who's, totally, who's, yeah. and, and who doesn't know the setup, doesn't know the players, doesn't know the staff. And, and going away from home. Exactly. Well. It's really important to keep those guys in there. I think it's a really sensible move from from him, to particularly with Mount and Sancho. I think Madison deserves it on merit anyway. He's a bit older. He's come up through the leagues. Um, and so he, I think he deserves it. Uh, on, on merit but the other guys it's perhaps mm. a bit early for them maybe although Andy Brassel says no with Sancho I think not with Sancho he's, yeah. he's, he's perfect well, for him well Jim I think with, with with this as well just carrying on from Luke's point there is that uh, also it gives young players a bit of a taste of the biscuit you know and they think right that's something to, to aim for and try and to achieve and also with the good mood that there's a lot been made of it uh, around the England camp maybe in previous England camps as a young lad like Jaden Sancho would go away and think oh, they were all cliques nobody really talked yeah, to yeah. me oh, I, well I mean obviously I want to play for England but that wasn't brilliant whereas if you go along and it's and it's a happy and camp a few of you it, yeah exactly yeah yeah another good point yeah you think to yourself blimey I, I want a bit more of that yeah absolutely I think there's a balance to be struck though isn't there because you know the game against Croatia in the World Cup was was very much lost in the midfield. Like yes. Croatia's midfield, well, obviously they probably had the you know the most cohesive midfield at the tournament, but they they just they just dominated it. They they just had so much more of the ball. So it really exposed England's. Is, it did. Uh, so that's failings, something that Southgate's going to have to address. And obviously Sancho plays further up, but you know the the, the, the three of those younger players coming in that they will play in the midfield. So I wonder if he might be quite conservative. And obviously I would think Henderson will start. Maybe he'll go with Dyer. And Winks and maybe maybe Barkley is a more attacking option, but well, I think he's going to have to try and shore it up think, more than having think, Ali and Lingard think, um, in as he normally would. I think Barkley. Uh, by the way, before I say this, England are nineteen to ten to beat Croatia. So ten pound with bet three six five returns twenty nine pound, including stake. Should they pick up a win, Barkley is an interesting player we haven't yeah. mentioned yet. Yep. I think Barkley's got a chance of playing. I don't think. I don't know if Dyer will play. I think Barkley might. Well, my my feeling would be is and if he does, I, it might be a four three three. Yeah. So so with with a three five two. We, you, you you know you you'd know who the back three and the wing backs would be. You'd know who the two strikers are. It's that midfield. Do you go Dyer at the base and then Henderson and maybe Barkley in in an advanced position? You could do that. I just wonder if he may go for a back four because now we've seen the emergence of Joe Gomez. We think Stones is you know decent centre half, and so is Maguire. So you've got those three. Mm. Your full backs, you know. Take your pick, really. I think we're happy with Trippier or Walker on on, on the right, and on the left, maybe 
uh, Ben Chilwell, perhaps, Rose or Danny Rose. Well. Danny Rose. Rose. Well again now. Yeah, it's probably Danny Rose. And then in the, that midfield, just to kind of shore it up or whatever, you could have Dyer and Henderson. Some people might think that's a bit boring. You could have um, Dyer and Winks. I, I don't know. There's there's a combo to be had there. Maybe Barkley in that advanced position, because he's been getting a bit of time at Chelsea as well, under Sari and so on. Up front, you probably have Kane. And then you have the option of two wingers. You could have Sterling. And you, it's not ridiculous Sancho, to say that he could start Sancho. Well, I, I, Sancho, is it something like six assists in seven games? In yeah, he's coming, he's coming off the bench a lot, but he started back-to-back games recently. Basically, every time he plays, he's assists something. Yeah. So, however many games he's played, he's probably got the same. Oh, he's a weapon. He's an absolute weapon yeah. for Dortmund. So, it's, so it is it is quite interesting. Um, but I, I just I think the, how, only, the only fly in that ointment there that you suggested is that Barkley is, is coming to the fore again. And he's, but he's playing in a three. Hmm. He's playing alongside Jorginho and Conte when he plays. Yeah. And so you're saying Dara and Winks are not. Uh, well, I'm just saying that you perhaps <laughs> might want to get Henderson in there and Barkley yeah. to the side of him, and then someone else. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I understand if I'm the England manager, I can't just say that. Yeah. Um, Henderson, just Barkley, and someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, to be fair, when you put it like that, and you says, "Yeah," but the thing is that Chelsea is getting minutes, but he's got Jorginho and Conte in yeah. there. You go, yeah. That, I mean, that does make it easy for him. He does definitely. And, and Hazard and, to um, just in front. Even so, though, the the, the the principle is the same, isn't it? He has. A, it is. He has a screen. Yeah. Effectively. Yeah. Or yeah, a yeah. double screen, and that's, yeah, yeah, I think that's. Probably the way to go for England. And I've become one of the best people in the world at detecting when Marcus is getting the fever. Oh, He's no. sat next to me quite a long time. Now, <laughs> and I've detected a bit of the fever talking about the England team there. So oh, I, no. I feel like I should say England are 16 to 1 to win. The, the UEFA Nations League. The inaugural UEFA Nations League outright. Yeah. £10 with Bet365 returns £170 including stake. Hmm. There we go. Um... Excellent. Sorry, you just stunned me there. I was just suddenly yeah. thinking of you over nation's glory. You're overcome by the fever. It's understandable. It's fine. It's fine. It's back. It is back indeed. Uh, yes. Um, ah, Jordan Pickford, he'll probably start as number one, you would expect. Yeah. Jim. Um, Get the rave on. Even though... <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. Even though Marcus Bettinelli's in there, it's nice to have another Marcus in there. It, it's always can... nice. There two Marcuses, two Markai. Indeed, indeed. We're taking over. But, it's um... like, you know when they say that fact about Man United, they've never not had a youth team prospect in the match day squad since like 1934 <laughs> or something. But England should never have a squad without a Marcus mm, in there. Yeah. Well, I think, are we equal with the Harrys? Yeah, we might be. Might be Harry Kane, Harry Winks. Yeah, that's it. Harry Maguire, there's three. Yeah, Damn it, I, yeah. Knew, I knew we were still yeah, lagging behind the Harrys. Harry Stones. Harry Gomez. Harry Styles. Harry Lewis Dunk. Yeah. Harry Sterling. Uh-huh. <laughs> Harry Sancho. Um, yeah, so, Jordan Pickford, he was Harry talking... Re- <laughs> Use his proper name, Harry Pickford. <laughs> oh, Hazza Pickford uh, was yeah. talking recently in an interview about how his life had changed since the World Cup. He said the first thing he'd noticed was that his followers on social media had gone through the roof. And I thought, oh my, what a millennial thing to say. He reminds me, do you know who he reminds me of, Pickford? He reminds me a bit of Beefy. Jordan oh, Bennett, wow, you're yeah. going to have to explain Beefy to some of the listeners. Oh, it's like a YouTube meme of a guy who does a bit of uh, beatboxing. <laughs> I can't scene. believe you've mentioned that. Why? He reminds me, he looks a bit like him. Yeah. You, that is Don't too... you think, Jim? I do, yeah. People can YouTube favorite. Beefy if they want. Yeah. They can find it out for themselves. Beefy, Beefy, yeah. <laughs> Just type in Beefy, Beefy yeah. to YouTube and, and, and you'll get it. And the issue I have with Pickford... He's got more control of his jaw than Beefy. Yeah, that's fair. Well, get the rave on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, look, with, with, with Pickford, the one thing that annoyed, I think he deserves to be criticised for is that he puts Get the Rave on on his boots, right? Mm. And apparently, like apparently, he celebrates by signing for Everton by going to Nando's. Practice what you preach. <laughs> Can't have a quiet table in Nando's yeah. and have Get the Rave on but your do you boots. Not, get down some field. Yeah. But do you not think, though, when he said uh, the, the, going to Nando's, I, I suddenly thought to myself, is it because the, the footballers always go to Nando's, don't they? 
yeah. lean protein. Yeah, because it's a, it feels like fast food, but if you order the right thing, it's not that yeah, unhealthy. Exactly. And also you get the little joy of feeling that you've done a runner. Because yeah, you because you've already paid up front. Yeah. Oh, yes. Actually, I was in Nando's with a friend of mine a little while ago, and he took the absolute elite Nando's move, which was that we seated ourselves. Didn't wow. even wait. We just sat down ourselves, went up. Go wow, on, go on. do it. You will, you will feel like, I reckon a, Pickford like does a that. renegade. I reckon Pickford does that. He's probably that. got his own seat. There used he? to be a Nando's black car, but they uh, stopped Is that it. a myth, though? No, because apparently... David Rick, Beckham had one, famously. Apparently Rick Edwards had one. Mm. Did he? For a while, yeah. And But he said that what, what people used to do, he, the reason he thinks people stopped it, and now it might have sort of descended into this myth type thing, but it did exist, is because it was everything was free. So what people were doing, who had one, was taking all their pals to Nando's yeah. and getting really drunk for free eating as much food as they wanted. And I think what they should have probably done is just cut the alcohol out of it yeah. and just let you have the food. But I think they stopped it completely. Ask Jordan Pickford, he'll tell you. Yeah. If, you if you're in a position where you can have a Nando's black card, you don't need to behave like that. No. You're taking advantage. Mm. This is yeah. why we'll never have one. So you're well absolutely... done, Toby Anstis, or whoever's <laughs> let us down. <laughs> Rick Edwards. <laughs> it's Pete's mate. Don't be out of order. David Beckham. Yeah. Could be Bex's fault. Um, all right, before we go uh, to an ad break, let's quickly dip back into uh, club football if we want, because Aston Villa have got a new manager. Got a new assistant manager as well. Well, Jim. And Big John Tezza. And the... Um, you can't keep a good man down, as Luke often says. You can't. I find this I find this quite interesting, purely because Aston Villa got a bit of money now, of course, part of company with Steve Bruce. Spent, ever since Steve Bruce left... They spent every waking minute trying to get managers that weren't interested. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but Thierry Henry might have been. Wow. Fair to say that when Monaco came along, he was like, no, I'm not going to take your calls yeah. anymore. But then the whole time, Dean Smith, who was an Aston Villa yeah. fan, but he wasn't, I mean, obviously he was respectful because he was working at Brentford and he's done a good job. He has, yeah. He wasn't, um, he wasn't sort of outwardly saying it. He was just, I'm here if you want me. And eventually they, they just said, yeah, fine, all right, where have you now then? Yeah. He feel, yeah. It probably feels like he was about sixth choice. Well, at least, yeah. What a bizarre way to get a job. It's like you hear about it being in the past. You just walk down the local factory and go, you got any jobs? And they go, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is your job for 50 years now. And Aston Villa is a football factory, isn't it? Well, I think, I think though, that, that, yes, you're absolutely right. He may feel a bit sort of mugged off, but then on, a, on, a, on another, you know, side of the coin he, he he might think well I really wanted the job and now I've got it yeah. I, I wish him all the very best he's done a great job at Brentford worked mm-hmm. with some good players started the season very well it's a, it's a huge job for him and, and of course the pressure will come along with the fact that he's supported the club since he was a boy mm-hmm. so good luck to him I say well I mean the good fans have been re- forced into throwing cabbages exactly one so, fan yeah. yeah well one well there uh, might he, have been a conglomerate one deplorable individual yeah mm-hmm. well, he had no choice mate that's, oh, that's okay. what the club had driven him to yeah, yeah should give what, him a Nando's black card that's what this club has become is what he said indeed yeah. sense. and this is what this podcast has become <laughs> uh, but let's go to a quick ad break and after which we're going to be talking about Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Jose Mourinho, the man who stole the show You're the special one and you're dynamo Whoa, whoa Still in a job I, um, 
I because this is Pete's um, playout system. Obviously, yep. Pete's not here, so I'm doing it. I just picked that one at random. Yes, and because obviously he doesn't mark them. That one was called ID one, so it could be anything. <laughs> I just pressed it, and we, we had a good, quite a good result there. We did yeah. have a good result. I'm pleased there. to hear that. Nice Ooh. one, excellent stuff. Right before we talk uh, more international football, let's go to the emails with Jimmy Campbell. Yeah. Okay. Right. What's so, going on, Jim? Well, I've got some emails. Good. Um, Hi, Ramblers. Begins the first one, somewhat traditionally. If you've got anything about you at all, you'll use this to settle an array of I was going to say, this, this could be interesting. No, you know, I haven't actually done that. You've not um, sunk to Pete Dancer's level. Good no. for you. For, for some reason, it was quite light on beef was it? in the emails <laughs> section this week. Everyone Maybe wants, that's because they know Pete's away. Well, we're heavy, wants, on, heavy on beefy. Yeah, yeah very beefy much so. Everyone wants a piece of the best bet, don't they? <laughs> Emails is just full yeah, of the best it, bets. It, it, it largely is, yeah. yeah. So do get in touch with stuff that's not about that as well. Uh, so, hi, Ramblers. Just wanted to mention that not only did I not skip the Going for Gold theme tune when it first appeared in full on the Rice and Ham <laughs> episode, but since then I have specifically sought out that section of the pod to listen to it repeatedly. It is impossible not to enjoy Marcus calling Pete a slug as the music modulates yet again. Does the man who performed it have any other hits we should know about? Well, that's from Charlotte Clark. And interestingly, and unbelievably, it's actually uh, it's actually by Hans Zimmer, wasn't it? He's a no very, way. very famous um, uh, composer. Composer. And does, a lot of, yeah. does a lot of movie, um, uh, movie scores. So he's done the Dark Knight trilogy, Gladiator, Cool Runnings, uh, one of... Michael Owen's least favourite movies, mm-hmm. and uh, also um, going for gold, and, uh, and also going for gold, and also Taffin. Another sort of um, well, Hans, Hans Zimmer said he was asked about the because um, I think a lot of people started to think it was an urban myth. Yeah, and so someone interviewed him and asked him about mm. it, and he said, uh, "Going for gold, I'm not ashamed of it. It paid the rent and opened up all sorts of doors." I would admit to it. We all have our little guilty somethings. Love that. But yeah. Jim, great. what goes on in uh, Hans Zimmer's career is none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm on this podcast, it is. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't be composing here. <laughs> for those Taffin fans out there. Yes. Um, Which is everyone, right? Yeah. Absolutely everyone. You either love Taffin or you don't know about yeah. it. Taffin for the win. That's also. another YouTube search. Yeah, you... Beefy and Taffin. <laughs> Blow me. Oh, all these old... Pete is going to lose his <laughs> mind. Or he would if he ever listened. Yeah. <laughs> or, had, or had a mind. Yeah. yeah, or had a mind. Right. Um, Tristan Renville has been in touch and you won't be surprised to learn that he lives in Brighton. Um, <laughs> dear, dear Ramble, I've always loved the show. It's one of the highlights of my week, although I'm not sure what that says about my weeks. Uh, I just wanted to share a couple of things. Firstly, does every commentator and pundit slash ex-player have some sort of brain defect in that they are unable to pronounce pronounce Roberto Firmino properly? It's, yeah. it's no at the end, not EO. It happens every, it, everywhere. It annoys me as well. Yeah. God, it pisses me off. It's not difficult and it's currently my numero uno pet peeve in football. It's right, because if it was Firmino, that would mean, well, mean little firm. Yeah, um, exactly. But it's Firmino. It's a different Well, the thing that annoys thing, me about it... I'll t- Brazilian. I don't, I'll think t- a, I don't think it's a shocking no, I'm taking it up a notch. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Because people don't just call him Roberto Firmino, which is wrong. They call him Bobby Firmino, which means that they like him so much they <laughs> want to shorten his name, but they won't even take the time to learn his name properly. Yeah, Marcus, it's unacceptable. That. I know you're on shaky ground here because you're a bit insecure about his pronunciation of Firmino. Oh, yeah? No, no, no! I'm fine with Firmino. I'm just, okay. I'm just saying that in the grand scheme of things, if someone Doesn't calls matter. Firmino Firmino, don't I'll, discourage emails. Yeah, we're trying our best to get as many as we can. Stop being a knob. Who was that from, Jim? I think certain people should have tried harder. Who was that from, Jim? From Tristan Renville in Brighton. Tristan but Renville. He's got another point, though. Renville. No, let's let's see what old Renino oh, has, got, has to got to say. Um, secondly, in regards to last week, Luke said that the humble potato is most definitely not a vegetable, but a tuber. This is incorrect. He is they from Brighton. Not mutually exclusive. The potato 
tomato is most certainly a tuberous crop, but botanically speaking, it's a vegetable. You on board with him now, well, are you? Unfortunately for everyone in the country, uh, nutritionally, it counts as a starch slash starch. What you got to say to Renners now? I'm flying it back right on his face, and uh-huh. I'm taking him on and saying, actually, if you want to get technical about it oh. and do the categorization of that kind of stuff, uh, vegetables don't exist. The same right. way that fish doesn't exist. Well, it's, I mean, it, 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 there's no, there's no, there's no section for them in the animal kingdom. Fish, or, the, or the fish do exist. I used to have one. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> what was it called? Tristan. Uh, yeah, Tristan. <laughs> Tristan. I mean, Tristan fish. probably runs a vegan aquarium down in Brighton. So he knows. <laughs> Tristan, you and I are going to take this offline, mate. All right. Should yeah. I say uh, what? What do posh people call each other? Pow, I don't know, pow, whatever. No, not pow. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I just yeah. make noise. Tristan Renville. Crony, crony. I'm fairly certain that Tristan Renville is the MP for like Richmond or something. No, that, no that's not. That's that, that's that goldsmith, isn't it? All right, forget it. Carry on. Quite different. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> maybe we're quite similar though in some ways. Yeah. Sam from Newcastle's also been in touch. Yes. Hi, Pete. He begins wrongly. Um, <laughs> As a 23-year-old Geordie, my appreciation, my appreciation of the entertainer's era is limited to grainy YouTube footage and my balding father's fond memories of such an unnecessary detail. Yeah. Fond memories of how luscious David Ginola's locks used to look from the Gallagher end. You can therefore probably imagine my despair on Thursday afternoon when a colleague who had popped in to cover my break announced that I'd missed the appearance in our office of none other than 70s pop star and friend of the ramble, Kevin Keegan. Oh, my oh, goody. Oh. More on him later. Yeah, dejected, I wandered out into Leicester Square to look for some food only to bump into King Kev himself. Wow. Mr. Keegan was impeccably polite as I talked frantically at him about the current state of the club, Mike Ashley's pizza party and the sale of Alexander Mitrovic and happily posed for a picture with me. And I damn near wept when in doing so, he whispered, two Geordie boys together. Ah, That's lovely. lovely. That is absolutely That's lovely. lovely. As he made his excuses afterwards and set off into the afternoon, I shouted after him, Ashley out. He turned back and called back, I reckon there are 300,000 Geordies who agree with you there. He was a proper bloke and provided a welcome reminder of finer times and I reckon if we had been able to hold on to a win at Old Trafford on Saturday, he would have loved it. And then a cyclist went into him. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Come on. Fell down a manhole, etc. Um, That's outrageous. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Keggy is from Doncaster, isn't it? Exactly. So he's, yeah. he's another fake Geordie, like yeah. our own like Pete Donaldson. Donaldson. But we've got more. Adopted on, look, there will be a section in the show to have a laugh at Keggy, and you know it's coming up. <laughs> yeah, so he, he's going already. Don't speak out of turn. He's obviously been a gentleman <laughs> I, there. I know, yeah, I, I'm, only, I'm the only one here who's met him. You've met him. <laughs> and I know that he's yeah. a gentleman as well. We got him famously. Yeah. yeah. All right then. He doesn't remember you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Well, there we are. Thank you very much for your emails. Yes. Appreciate that. Uh, show at football show at thefootballramble.com, sorry, to to get in touch. Uh to it would be Pete next week, I suppose, won't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you, I mean you might as well just chuck not a bother. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there we are. All right then. Let's go back to uh that nation's league. Uh Israel. Israel plays Scotland. Scotland atop of their group after beating Albania 2 Nil. Lee Griffiths has opted out of the Scotland squad to work on his fitness. That's uh, one of the sort of bigger stories up there. His Celtic teammate Scott Brown supported Griffiths with this decision, saying it was a wise thing to do because he was saying you know, he wished he'd done such a thing. And it's an interesting one that I, I suppose you know. You, you, I, has he been I, out with an injury or something? I'd... Yeah, I, I. I mean, when you when you look at the the, the forwards that Scotland are left with, Stephen Naismith, he's got a, he's got a few goals, but he scored against. Israel, uh, sorry, Albania in, in the 2-0 one. You've got Oliver McBurney of Swansea and then Johnny Russell of Sporting Kansas City and you think, well, they are a little bit short without Griffiths mm. well, up there. But then I suppose he's trying to think of the sort of the long-term picture. I can understand that will potentially annoy but some. And... As far as I know, though, Mark, he's played quite a lot for Celtic. He hasn't scored, yeah. he hasn't been among the goals. Um, so, I mean, what, has he not had a pre-season or something? He's been injured in pre-season? Mm. Or is he... Cause he's only 28. It's not like he's old. Yeah. And maybe he's got a decent yeah. amount of miles on the clock, I suppose. Well, I mean, but... Scott, 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 they've got a really big... Um, 
opportunity here. I know, yeah. They win the they won the first game, of course. They're in, I think they're in group, uh, League C, aren't they? They are in League C, yeah. And, and Group 1. And, and if they go away to Israel, yeah. it's, it's in Israel, isn't it? If it they is, win yeah. that game, really good chance of getting up into League B yeah. where they could play. Old England. There yeah. we go. <laughs> well, yeah, um, Israel have a pretty poor home record in uh, in competitive games as well. So it's a real, real chance. Mm. I th- I th- yeah, I mean, because uh, Wales... Um, and, uh, and and Northern Ireland, I believe they're um, in Group. Uh, oh, blimey, I get so confused. They're in League B. Yeah, they are. They're, yeah. they're in League B. So uh, Scotland, Wales, yeah, you, with, Wales with Denmark and Ireland. Yes, yeah, so, so, Northern so, Ireland with Bosnia and Austria, all in uh, League in, B. In League B, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so Scotland, if they if they get in there, you know, improves you potentially improves your coefficient, all that kind of stuff for your you Euro know. qualifiers and stuff. Yeah, yeah abso- exactly. absolutely. Yeah. So you, so you're right. They do have an opportunity. Yeah. And then they play uh, Portugal in a friendly on Sunday. The Scott under um, 17 to 10 with bet 365 to beat Israel. So £10 returns £27, including stake, if McLeish's men do the business. McLeish's men. What about Giggs's guys? Uh, Wales <laughs> play Spain. Uh, I said Gareth's guys as well. So maybe I think of something else for for uh, Ryan's renegades. But um, <laughs> Wales play Spain uh, tonight in a friendly. Giggsy's gubbers. <laughs> could be, could yeah. be. Could work uh, both ways. Uh, indeed, it could be. The gu- uh, were they the gubbed or the gubbies? Yeah. No, the gubbers or the gubbies? gubbies yeah. yeah. Uh, Giggs said that Gareth Bale's not fit to play Spain. Is a 50-50% chance against Ireland. Now, of course, Spain is, is, is a friendly um, and Ireland is uh, in the UEFA Nations League, so that's the more uh, important, important game. game. Yeah. But Giggs, he's expressed excitement at the younger players in his in his Wales squad. Um, Ampadu, uh, Wilson, uh, Bournemouth midfielder David Brooks, who played very well um, the other week, of course we were talking about him, and a few uh, others have impressed uh, Giggs of late as well. He described Ampadu as a manager's dream. He's really highly rated, um, and he wants to play football. You know, I mean, I think he had an opportunity, Ethan and Ampadu, to go away in the summer somewhere, but he wanted to stay and fight for his place. Mm. Uh, he had an injury at a difficult time. He's, he's in, getting into the situation now where he's playing more for Wales than he is for Chelsea, which is obviously not ideal. Yeah, um, Wales have got some great young players coming through. He's definitely one of them. Matthew Smith, who's been called up, who's been playing um, on loan at Twente from Man mm. City, very highly rated. David, David Brooks, Brooks, we know all about, fantastic yeah. football player. Uh, is only going to get better as well. Giggs, uh, did, did Giggs said that it reminds him... Um, some of these youngsters coming through together reminds him a little bit of the Manchester United class of 92 and I thought to myself is that because Robbie Savage isn't playing for Wales anymore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Robbie Savage will be saying 20 years time that he played for this. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, you know, you've got Ben Woodburn as well and Tyler Roberts two young forwards who, who, who look decent too. So. Exciting. Well, Ashley, Ashley Williams has been saying hasn't he that um, you know he thinks it's the best squad of players they've ever had um, since he's been playing for Wales which is interesting given that you know they got to the semis of, of Euro 2016 um, and also that now when they turn up to training they know that they have to be playing for their clubs, they have to be playing well, and that training is going to be tough. And it hasn't always been like that. And you know that you know the level is 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 higher than it's ever been. Well, Ryan it's, Giggs hasn't always turned up. Well, yeah, you got to remember that as well. <laughs> is he not going to turn up for the friendly? <laughs> <laughs> it's an old joke, isn't it? Yeah, I reckon like, it has t- to be done. <laughs> teenage listeners to our show probably think that's such a dad joke, but I yeah. still like it. No, but for, I mean that joke should be made <laughs> for every friendly he didn't turn up to yeah. as a player. So you probably get about 70 of those before he, it runs he, out. He could have, a little, and people who are listening, they were too young to see Giggs play, and they probably are out there. Just so you know, a bit of context, Ryan Giggs could have had 500 caps for Wales, mm-hmm. and he's only got he only had about 60 in he's the He's only end. got about 60. Um, Ashley William and Wayne Hennessy, I think I'm right in saying, are the only over 30s in the whole squad. So encouraging. shows you um, the... Uh, the, the I, I wonder whether, because this <laughs> idea of um, the, the club clubs in England, and it not always clubs in England, but it is mostly clubs in England, bringing 
these this new generation of talent through, which we've seen at England, it's obviously knocking across to places like Wales, Scotland, Ireland, because it, we're so close geographically and culturally. So, of course, if you're, I don't know, if you're the kid who was who's gone from Liverpool and loan to Derby, so Harry Wilson, yeah, you've come up through through at Liverpool, but you but you are Welsh. Of course, you're going to represent Wales. Doesn't mean you're not going to benefit from the from clubs and academies mm, and yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. And we are now seeing a whole new generation across the UK of, of of young players coming through. And I can't certainly since we've done this show, and you guys might disagree because you might remember differently. I don't think we've seen more exciting young British players coming through. Well, here's, there seems to be an endless cavea. Well, there's an interesting um, stat on this. I don't know if it really counts as a stat, but I read that. Uh, I read this this week that. Um, Chelsea's academy has helped develop 19 of the 128 players that are, are representing England over this round of fixtures from under 17s right up to the senior team, which is more than anyone else. And like, I mean, they get criticised a lot for how many players they loan out, but it's it's starting to. Bear well, that, that is an interesting uh, thing, Jim. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that. I mean, I think your your point there, Luke, is probably correct for England and Wales. If you to be slightly more narrow, I'm not sure in in Scotland or in Northern Ireland what's what's happening there. But then. Uh, yeah, but 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 you're right in saying British. Well, fans of the Irish clubs, sorry, fans of the Irish national team will say, you know, we're we're in a bit of a state at the moment. We've not got um, we've not got you know good quality players coming through. But if you if you if you look at Scotland, I mean, Scott McTominay's in the squad. You know, Andrew Robertson's a captain. He's only mm-hmm. 24. Um, Scott McKenna, well, Aberdeen, yeah, highly rated. Yeah, okay. Kieran Turney's really highly rated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there there are some players in there. Um, you know, Alan McGregor. McGregor. <laughs> Nazy. Nazy, exactly. <laughs> Nazy's playing the whole for Everton not too long ago. There you are, you see. Um, Ireland are playing Denmark at home. That fixture again. Uh, Denmark had a lovely time in Ireland, of course, during their World Cup playoff. Ericsson was superb that day, but he's out injured this time. Mm. Yeah. He's out injured. Um, what I quite enjoyed uh, hearing is that apparently Harry Arter has cleared the air with Roy Keane and his back in the squad. That sounds like a trap to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Like, all forgot about. All forgot. You come back in here. Yeah, you right. What are the uh, are back? Yeah, what are the teams for the uh, five aside today? <laughs> uh, oh. It's Roy Keane on the other team, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. Yeah. I know. I'm keeping the, the, up the, the, uh... the the we all heard that leaked uh, conversation, um, but the um, obviously it's an alleged uh, incident. We don't know what's true and what isn't. But the way that Roy Keane was being described by someone else there, it was remarkable. Let me just say, it was remarkable. Going, uh, going into like the physio room, saying, smart yourself up, you're a disgrace. <laughs> but I've pulled my hamstring. I've got a torn hand. You should be training. Yeah. We'll mend no. it. <laughs> I'll, Run I'll, it off. I'll stitch it up myself. Come over here. I absolutely love it, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 I know it's, it's probably too much to say that this Ireland v Denmark is a... Is a, is a a rivalry, but they've play, played each other quite have, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, famously, um, ahead of the uh, World Cup, where Denmark came out <coughs> victorious. The draw in this one is two to one with bet three six five. Ten pound returns thirty pound, including stake. Um, I imagine Martin O'Neill will be looking for a bit of a reaction from his team because they've been in fairly poor form, haven't they? Yeah, and uh, I mean, a Denmark playing the kids this time again, or the amateurs, or yeah, whatever they do. Yeah, Apparently, they've sorted all that out. I know eh? they, they sorted it out a little while ago. If you, but if you were Irish, you were thinking, ah, oh, can't you have another argument? Yeah. Can't you give us the Start come and give us the leak, points? Leaking documents. <laughs> so, oh yeah, they're, they're having a dispute again. Uh, yeah, indeed. Uh, Austria uh, are uh, playing Northern Ireland. Uh, both of these sides need to win as Bosnia Herzegovina are uh, atop of that group with six points. Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland will still be ruining that game in Belfast. Yeah. 
against Bosnia Herzegovina because they should have got something out they, of it. They had so many shots. I know it was such a shame seeing that game, and and now they're away in Austria. They need a result, and Austria need a result as well because again we talk about that kind of relegation thing. Bosnia uh, Herzegovina are handsomely topped with six points, as, as we say, and, and uh, Northern Ireland go away. Um, uh, to Bosnia Herzegovina on Monday, uh, you'd expect all the attention at the moment to be on Marko and Altovic in this yeah. game. Media attention and the attention of the tactics of the Northern Irish defenders. Yeah, well, he's, 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 he's this one of, if not the senior pro in the Austria squad now. Yeah, a lot of caps. They've um, got a few players, but yeah, he is—he's uh, yeah. definitely one of them. Enjoying his football at, at West Ham, of course, and having the sort of forward line to an extent built around him, which I yeah. think he, he definitely feels like he needs. Um, I don't. I haven't seen enough of Austria recently to know if they do that, but um, he's definitely the most experienced forward they've got. But then he's coming up against two reasonably experienced players in Johnny Evans. Yeah, I'd imagine Johnny Evans will, will start unless there's some sort of injury that, that's happened. And you never know with international football, do you? Oh, injury! He got he got something in training. Back, back to gigs again. And in and indeed, and then Craig Cathcart because they both started um, the last game. And Cathcart's done. You know, he's having an all right time for Watford, isn't he? Mm. So they will be uh, if they go with Arnautovic right up top. You know, as you say, depending on on how they use him. But that will be an interesting. Game. I hope Northern Ireland win because, as I say, so unlucky against them. Um, against Edin Dzeko's lot. Uh, but there we are. All right, Luke, what is our best bet for Bet365? Our best bet comes from Mark Eastwood today, who says, uh, Afternoon, chaps. As a colleague of Andy, so near yet so far, Duncan, uh, I feel it is my solemn duty to take up the best bet mantle and see if I can go one step further and bring home that elusive ORE. So what better place to start my quest than with the confusing world of an international break? Convenient injuries, in quotes, post-World Cup fatigue, experimental lineups. What could what could possibly go wrong? But if there's been one trustworthy constant in all our lives this year, it's been Gareth Bloody Southgate. Damn right. Mm. That's why I've got to keep faith in Gareth's guys, speller 2018, <laughs> and back us to vanquish the painful semi-final memories and remind us all of those golden summer months by getting a win over Croatia. It's funny because Mark seems to think that if he he can have some sort of effect on this result. Yep. Yeah, by saying this, but you know, also I think this is a big move around the office. By the way, I know it well. is. Yeah, exactly. Um, with the added confusion of a behind closed doors game, I expect Croatia to start strongly, but England to fight their way back into it. That's why I've plucked England to win and both teams to score out of the bag, which is currently priced at eleven to two on Bet Three Six Five, meaning a fifty pound bet will return three hundred and twenty five pounds. Come on, Gareth, celebrate that new contract by getting our UEFA Nations League campaign back on track and winning some money for a very worthy cause. Keep up the good work, Mark East. So England to win and both teams to score is indeed 11-2 on Bet365, meaning a £50 bet returns £325 um, with all proceeds going to Prostate Cancer UK. You must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly. And for more information on that, go to begambleaware.org. All the best, Mark. We're pulling for you. Go on, Marky baby. And we're pulling for Southgate's st- steeds <laughs> as well. <laughs> Studs. Studs. Southgate studs. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Right. In the absence of going for gold, Luke, what have you prepared for us? I've I've thought, um, well, we talked about Kevin Keegan earlier. We did. Didn't Mm. we? Well, and, and since then, you've come up with something. No, I had it planned. How oh, did you? I had it planned. I told you there's a Kevin Keegan section coming up. Yep. We don't have pizza. There's no going for global. But what I'll do is I'll do a little Kevin Keegan-based quiz. Oh, man. And the winner out of you two can get a point on the board. I know I know, I can't get a point and nor can Pete because he's not here, but do that's you, okay. Do you get points for laughter? Yeah, you, well, no. You don't, oh, no, nearly. No. I'm still going to use the jingle, though. If I can press it. There we go. So, I hope you haven't pressed the full version. It could be the full version. Who knows? Hans Zimmer. 
Keegan. Oh, thank goodness for that. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, so what I'm going to do, chaps, I've got I've got six quotes here, three each. One, three for you, Jim. Three for you, Marcus. And I'm going to read you the quote in turn, mm-hmm. um, and I want you to tell me whether it's an extract from Kevin Keegan's new book <laughs> or it's a quote from Katie Price, aka Jordan. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, and the winner at the end gets a point. All right. So they they. They're pitched to each of us. We're not. Uh... Yeah, you get one each. Okay. I'll, go, I'll go back. Does and this forward. go towards the going for gloves? Yeah, it does. I told yeah. you. Oh, sorry, you just mentioned. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you're not listening to me. It's just I Kevin just, Keegan. You just said Kevin Keegan, and I lost yeah, it. You got me into <laughs> one of your fugues. Yeah. Right. Okay, Marcus, you're going to go first. Okay. Oh, no. So here's the quote. Yeah. And you need to tell me, just to be clear, yeah. if it's from Kevin Keegan's new book or it's a quote from Katie Price, who's also known as Jordan. Yes. Okay. I came up against a wall of incompetence, deceit, and arrogance. You really couldn't make up some of the things that happened. That's Kevin Keegan. Is it Kevin Keegan? Correct, it is Kevin Keegan. Yes. You're right. What I need is like one of those things where, where I can give you a, a thing for a right answer. What about... Have a, go, uh, have a go with the buttons. Don't play the whole thing. Too. You got a little jingle for that, Pete? Oh, so what's that group? So what's that group? Have you got a little jingle for that? No, I haven't got a jingle. No, we haven't got a jingle. For God's sake! What's this? Hi, I'm Kevin Keegan. Yes, oh, right. To the football ramble. So if you Brilliant. get one right, if you get it right, I'm going to give you that thing. Right, so Marcus, okay. you're one up, okay? All right. I should have planned this before, but I'm <laughs> right, Jim, ready? You're getting yep. the, Pete's uh, legacy just sort of. You, I, 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 through sort of uh, what am I trying to say osmosis from go. the thing comes through and uh, there we go just press the button yeah Jim ready mm-hmm. <laughs> some of these are quite curveball-y so just yeah. bear that in mind okay our wedding tent was made of plastic <laughs> <laughs> it was disappointing because it looked like it had come straight out of a B&Q flat pack oh man that, that is a tough one <laughs> that is a tough one I'm going to go Jordan alright let's find out Yes, it was Jordan. Yeah, there we go. There well, we go. Well played. So, Marcus, you're up next. Okay, right. ready? Sorry, where's the where's the keggy? I, don't, I haven't. No, you only get a keggy if it's a keggy. All oh, right, oh, I see. Yeah, do you know what I mean? That's very confusing, but the listeners can keep up. Right. Marcus, you ready? Yeah. Unfortunately, with the media, the red tops, the ones who can be loyal. When I say loyal, it's a game. This is a game we're in. If it's your time to get picked on, then you get picked on, and you know I'm used to that. That's Jordan. Correct, it is yeah. Jordan. This is easier than I thought. No, I've, no, it's ultimately a guess, but the first one I knew was Keegan. <laughs> All right, Jim, you're up, ready? <laughs> Tabloid hacks were dispatched to find out if there was another reason why I was down some lover's lane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on! Peggy! Hi, I'm Kevin Keegan, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. Correct, it's anyone, all. Yeah, if anyone doesn't know the story, that's from the time he was hit with a baseball bat and a label. That's not funny. That's not funny, though, I, is it? Just reporting what happened. Yeah. yeah, you can't laugh at that. No. Uh, okay, Marcus, you're up. You might, if it's a draw, you both get a point. I was sick of them. Sick of the way they were riding rush all over me. Sick of being treated like dirt. Oh, that's... Ooh. Ah. I think that's Keegan. You sure? Yeah. Yes! You're listening to the football round. Get in there! You need to get this one right. Sudden death, Jimmy. I mean, the thing is, I will confess now, I did sort of make Jim's a lot easier than Marcus. I thought Marcus would get some wrong. (laughs) So this one might be a bit easier. Okay. Uh, Don't do that. I will love it. It's got to be. It's got to be. Ready? Are you ready Uh for this? I am. Okay. It wasn't Mike's beer guzzling. Off. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's it's Keggy, isn't it? Hi, I'm Kevin. There we Keegan, go. And you're Three all. To the football you both ramble. get a point. All about that. Yeah. Hey? Well, ultimately, um, you've mugged yourself off because now we're 
a point ahead of you and it so evens out over a seat. It would even itself out, yeah. What you would have been a Keegan or Jordan? <laughs> mm. I mean, it mostly was Keegan. There, uh, Harry Redknapp used to manage Jordan, didn't he? <laughs> oh, different Jordan. Uh, <laughs> there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to uh, the previous show sponsored by Bet365. I think we just proved that uh, it's not easy working the buttons and maybe we should give Pete a bit more slack. And I, oh, Although not, he's made it difficult. I'm not going to do yeah. that. Yeah, um, set trap. I think we've also found out that Kevin Keegan and Jordan aren't that similar. No. Yeah. Not as similar as I thought they would be. That's right. That's yeah. right. Oh, a little nugget for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Do uh, be across the Ramble socials uh, for tonight's match in Cardiff. Uh, Wales versus Spain because um, Andy Brassel's there with cameraman Sam with cameraman mm. Sam so get yourselves uh, across there because there'll be some photos interesting little nuggets from the game in Cardiff behind the scenes Tonight, stuff. behind the scenes well that's what cameraman Sam's promised if he doesn't deliver he's going to be in trouble we might be in a patriotic fever just forget to do it yeah he might be actually Yeah, famous, famous Welshman cameraman Sam <laughs> there we are ladies and gentlemen thank you very much as I say we'll be back on Monday Pete will be here all four of us uh, including Jim, Luke and myself. Of course, say goodbye, Luke Moore. Goodbye. Say goodbye. Shut up. And thank you very much to the listeners for listening. It's goodbye from me too. See you on Monday. This was a Radio Staccano production. 